Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're talking about a mystery this week, Colin. The riches of a mystery which is Christ in us, the hope of glory. A verse from Colossians chapter 1. Yes, Paul there says in verse 27, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Now, this revelation of Christ being in the believer is one of the key revelations of the New Testament. You remember that at the Last Supper, Jesus said to his uh, disciples, Abide in me, and I in you. Before Jesus had gone to the cross and been raised from the dead and returned to heaven, it wasn't possible for Christ to be in the believers. And one of the wonderful things that happened as a result of his resurrection and glorification in heaven is that he could then send forth his spirit so that Christ could come to live in the believer. Now, we're going to spend some time this week seeking to understand what this really means, what the scriptures say about this, and what the implications of this are for us as believers. Now, first of all, I've got to make clear, and this is very, very, very important, that Christ does not live in everyone. Christ lives in those who have received his Spirit. And therefore, those who are born again, they have been born of God. What happens when you are born again, when you're born of God, when you're born from above, is that Christ comes to live in you. So, we have to understand that this revelation is about those who are born again, those who have received the Spirit, those in whom Christ lives. Now, this doesn't mean that we have an exclusive mentality because what God wants, of course, is to extend his kingdom, to see the gospel preached, and more and more people being born again, being born of God, born from above, receiving the Holy Spirit, so that Christ can come to live in them. But we're not deists who believe that we are all part of God, or God is part of us. A Christian stands very much apart from that kind of thinking, that in some way God lives in all creation and in all of those that he has made uh, as, as people. 
we are talking about this amazing grace of God where Christ himself comes to live in those who believe in him and have been born from above. Now, the first thing that I have to make clear is that the scripture reveals that it is Christ who lives in us, the anointed one, the Son of God. Not a blessing from Christ, not simply a blessing from God, not simply some wonderful, mystical, spiritual experience, but Christ himself comes to live in us. Now, when you want to understand any revelation of Scripture, the first place to start is within the context of what that scriptural truth says. So, this statement from verse 27 of uh, Colossians follows a passage where Paul is talking about who Christ is. So let, let's just take some of the key phrases from those verses so that we can understand who it is who lives in us if Christ lives in us. You see, Paul isn't saying the Jesus who walked around on earth lives in us. But he was saying the one who was crucified, ascended, risen, glorified, has come to live in us by the power of his Spirit. Now, I think to, to many of us, these will be mind-blowing concepts. And even before I start, I better warn everybody of that because we'll be tempted to look at ourselves and look at our feelings and our circumstances and what goes on day to day in our lives. And we'll be tempted to think, how can these things really be true? How can such great and wonderful things really be true for me? Well, I, I want you to understand that during this week and the next few weeks, we will be looking at the, all the implications and how this is not just some great theological theory, but this is something utterly practical. And in fact, the only way that you can possibly live the Christian life and fulfill the expectations of God upon you as a Christian is by beginning with this revelation that Christ is in you. Because actually, you cannot live the life that God wants you to live. Only Christ in you can live out that life through you. Now, I will explain what that means and how all that works in due course. But we've got to begin, first of all, with this revelation of who the Christ is who lives in us. And for the person who says, well, I've been a Christian for years, but this is the first time I've heard anything like this, I mean, have they got Christ in them, Colin? Do they know they have? Well, they may not know they have, but if they are born again and have received the Holy Spirit, Christ is in them. And 
there is so much in the New Testament about this and about what it means. But I can understand if there are a lot of people uh, who have never received the revelation of this because uh, I've been in ministry for 43 years, and during those 43 years, I've spent my life teaching people what the Word of God says about them. And I've found that there are many Christians that believe what the Bible says about God, but they don't believe what the Bible says about them. And I'm afraid to say that there is a lot of ignorance because people are not really taught these things. Very often, I mean, some churches, of course, they are, but in many churches, they're not really taught what it means to be in Christ and what it means to have Christ in you. Um, you often hear this uh, sort of semi-evangelistic phrase, invite Christ into your heart. That's a totally unbiblical concept. I mean, nowhere are we told to come to the Lord in that way. But Christ isn't just in our hearts. Christ actually lives in us. Somehow the fullness of his life has been put into our spirits. And this is what we're going to grasp hold of. So let me begin this by starting in verse 15 of Colossians 1. Paul says of the Christ, of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he is the image of the invisible God. Okay, let's just stop there. The one who is the image, that is the perfect reflection of who God is, is in you. Now, that's the first thing you have to believe. The one who is perfectly God is in you. The one who is the perfect image of God the Father is in you. Then we read in verse 16, By him all things were created. So the one who brought all things into being, the one who created the universe, the word through which God the Father brought everything into being is in you. Now you see, because God is spirit, he can live in many people. He can live in whoever he chooses to live in. So the wonderful thing is that I as a believer and you as a believer, we have the one who is the perfect image of God the Father living in us. We have the one who brought all creation into being living within us. Now, already, you see, we've hardly started, but it's mind-blowing, isn't it? And how can we imagine that all we can do is to lead lives of futility and failure and fear and despondency if we have the one who is perfectly God and who brought all things into being living in us. But this is only the beginning of the revelation. Tomorrow we'll hear more. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 